Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Well, hello, hello there, and what is going on? It's Arthur Most Wesley Euler right here on Stills Nation Radio for the next, you know, 90 minutes. I would say two hours, but this is clearly not two hours anymore. So the next 90 <laughs> minutes, okay, we're has right the, here. Has the curtain been peeled back on it, that it, one? Inside said electric factory, you know, and we always like to have a fun-filled show, man. We obviously were going to talk about Steelers, talk about the Steelers. And talk some more about the Steelers today, because that's Sounds what we good. like to do. More importantly, uh, some of the areas that we view as their three biggest needs that need to be addressed with this team as it currently sits today. And then we'll also discuss some of the areas that we feel most confident in with this team as they currently sit. We'll also get to hop on the phone lines with a OD slash goody slash the homie, my locker mate, a.k.a. N. Former Dub VU alum. Yes, sir. Terrence Garvin coming up at that uh, second segment, the 1230, 1235 time frame. So you definitely don't want to miss that. But as we always do, we do want you to be involved in said show. We have phone lines, but I don't know if I'm going to give them to you just yet because I like to play that game. Okay. But what we, we do will play say hard is to get this. on the phone lines. We do play a little hard to get. My mama told me if, if they're not hard to get, you don't really want them. Okay. So I try to treat these phone lines with that same energy. But more importantly, with that being said, Power Grid Megawatch, you know the easiest way for you to be involved with today's show is by hitting us up on the Twitter.com. And that is very simple. You just hit us up at at the body, the body and at Wesley Euler, the good hair. It is that simple, baby. This is how we do as we always do. So without further ado, how is my partner in crime doing today? Fantastic. Arthur Motes, just delightful. Actually, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know if I told you this yet, actually, but uh, in like the next two or three weeks, wifey and I are uh, putting our house on the market because mm-hmm. we are we're upgraded because y'all rich, rich. We I know. upgrade North. I Motes. know y'all rich, rich. I get we it. We live in a townhouse now. Mm-hmm. We moving into a house house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to anybody who's ever moved in their life, especially somewhere, you know, we've lived here now for about five years. Um, we have a dog, you know. We have a daughter now. She's only five months old, so I'm not. So gonna, I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to blame any of the mess on my daughter. All right, she's only five months old. It's been it's been Morgan and I, and it's been the dog. Um, you know, moving comes with a lot of headaches and a lot Absolutely. of hassles and a lot of you know hurting backs and phone calls and trying to get this fixed and trying to get that cleaned. So I've been you know I've been having the run around here a little bit this week, but I'm I'm happy to. Uh, Forget all that here for the next 90 minutes and talk a little ball with you. Now, I like that a lot, man. I will say this. You've been handling it extremely well. I am not a big move guy. Oh, In me fact, either. I hate doing it. Me I hate too. the packing process. I hate the the 
contemplating of do I call people to help me and be that guy? Mm-hmm. Do I do it myself and hurt my back? Do I try to spend a little money and then you're sitting here looking at this bill that you get when you allow the and movers you're like, oh, to pack I could have done that easily. Yeah, man. So so it's a lot that goes into that. I do not envy you at all. I'll be there for the housewarming though, whenever that is. Okay, I'm a sounds big good. I'm a big housewarming guy. You bring a bottle of liquor for me. I'll bring you some some liquor and something else. Okay, okay sounds good. I'm a big housewarming guy. Believe that. But today I did want to start this conversation off with just setting the tone, right? With what we view are the, as the three biggest areas of need that the Steelers need to ultimately improve upon. And that is where we are currently sitting at today, not speculating what they may or may not do in the draft, not speculating what they may or may not do with the rest of free agency. Because if we haven't learned anything, we've learned that the Steelers march to the beat of their own drum. And there is no guarantee that they will address some of these positions because they might be saying to themselves, we like the guys that we have, dig it. And if that is the case, well, we have to respect their feelings for that, even if we both might not share the same sentiment as well. That's fair. That's fair. Certainly fair. But I figured we would start this off. And since I'm driving today, we're going to make it this simple. You're going to start with the third area in terms of one, two, three, third being the least, number one being the greatest, the third most significant area that you think the Steelers need to improve upon. <laughs> As a roster current, yeah, you can go coaching staff. You can right, go right. So you're talking anywhere, 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 with this. anywhere with this. But man, the third area where we just feel like, you know what, man, this I'm really unsettled about this particular group. I'm really unsettled about this coach. I'm really unsettled about these players in this spot. Like it could be any of that, but just, you know, if you had to rank them one to three, let's start with your number three. And Power Grid and Megawatts include yours as well. Absolutely. Because we're not going to just get up here and talk about it ourselves and not include you guys. No, 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 no. So make sure you list them one, two, three as well so we can know. We don't want to guess. Okay? We don't work that hard on Wednesdays. Number three concern for me, Arthur Motes. You know, I'm pretty confident that the run game is going to take a step forward this season. Can the passing game have that same energy, though? <clears throat> you know, I, I look at the offensive line, and, and they've done a great job so far in free agency. They can continue to add to that. In the draft as well, too, certainly. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris, we're all hopeful, optimistic that he is going to uh, improve, you know, take that first to second year leap that we've seen so many times that you hear so often about. I am confident that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to finish dead last in rushing once again in the NFL this season, Oof. all right? I'm not saying they're going to be top 10, <laughs> but they'll be a lot closer to middle of the pack, you know, 10 to 15 range than they will be 32. I just remember them saying that last year as well. Uh, <laughs> I plead I plead the fifth. But the the concern for me with that is you need the complimentary passing game. We know it's true. The NFL is a passing league. What does that look like from Mitch Trubisky? What does that look like from Deontay Johnson in a contract year? What does that look like from Chase Claypool, you know, where everyone was so high on him after his rookie season and now people are questioning just what his ceiling is? Are you going to be able to address that with another instant impact wide receiver? Pat Fryermuth, another one that we are all so confident in. We love this guy, but you've got to see it happen first before you know it's going to. That would be number three for me. I think the run game is in a really good spot to take a step forward this season. Can the passing game be complementary to that as well? And can the Steelers truly, while not having a future Hall of Fame quarterback, have a very well-rounded offense. Now, I like that. Now, I guess my question to you would be, though, with the confidence you have in this running game, how confident are you with the 
running backs, though, because we know Najee is Najee, but the depth around him we don't really see. And we saw towards the end of last season when he finally got banged up with the elbow, how much the offense in the ring game in particular did struggle, you know, with him not being 100 percent. Does that give you any cause for concern with the confidence you have in the running game? To be fair, I would say check back with me after the draft. Fair enough. Right, like check with me yeah. in early May because they're they're going to add either through the draft or still there's a there's a lot of viable names at the running back position available in free agency. So for now, no. Okay. But I am confident that the Steelers are not going to they're not going to rock up to training camp in July. Mm-hmm. Probably in Latrobe. I don't have any inside information. Just my best educated guess. Mm-hmm. They're not going to rock up the training camp in late July with what they have right now in the running back room. There okay. will be an addition there. So. Check back in May. Okay, okay. No, I like that. I like that. For me, man, I thought that uh, the third area where I'm most concerned with the Steelers is the cornerbacks. And the reason I said them is because right now I think we have a good group, but we don't have a great group. We don't have one piece that stands out in that cornerback room. Um, Levi Wallace, I think he's probably the most established corner in that room in terms of the years that he's played and the consistency that he's had throughout. Next, you can make a case that Akello slightly over Cam Sutton because of the way that he finished last season. But we know through Akello's career and even the first part of the year where we traded for him, it was a mixed bag of review. Um, He was not the most productive player. He was at times not even getting the amount of opportunities that we would have liked. You know, when you think about us trading for him in comparison to some of the other players that were traded for, for similar value, right? Sure. But when I look at that group, I say, man, we do not have that alpha we don't have that guy that when we're talking about matching up with some of these receivers that we're going to be facing the guy that we're like you know what we know he'll take care of his spot everything else kind of has to fall into place but he's the surefire guy we don't have that piece with the keller we speculate that he can become that but we just have not seen a large enough sample size from him to make me feel that confident just yet in his abilities cam sutton is a guy that showed that he could play on the outside but he's limited out there And we saw those cases where, you know, his athletic ability did get him into trouble in a sense. The lack of high-end speed got him in trouble in a sense. And the same thing was said about James Pierre, you know, last year at times. He looked good versus, you know, non-elite tier receivers. But when Mm. you put him against some of these bigger body, faster receivers, he struggled. So with that, I say to myself, man, I do think that corner is probably that third most important need to me because right now I think we have a good group, but not a group that puts me to ease. And I do think it, if Akello is not what he was the end of the season and it goes and balances itself out to what he was, you know, at the beginning part, we could potentially have some issues there. And that's why that was, like I said, my, my third biggest concern. It's fair by you. You know, you, you want to see Akello do it over the, the full body of a season while, you and I both agree. We love the addition of Levi Wallace. He played very well last year. Physical corner too, man. In, in, in relief of Tredavis White and was able to keep the Bills, that that team humming. But you you never know what it's going to look like over a full season with a new team either. Right. Um, so, yeah, those things need to fall into place. Certainly, that's, that's, that's a fair one by you. I dig it. So as we go to the second. Number two? What, what, what say you, my brother? What would you say is the second biggest need? 
Now you're going to yell at me because I'm going offense again here. Oh but don't worry. God. Wait till you see number one, all right? Oh wait till you, wait till you see. You got to save the best for last. Oh, my gosh. You always want to talk offense. And then when we talk about the three as the most confidence, you're going to say three more offense. Like, come on, man. Like, geez, Louise. I don't expect anything less from a West Virginia closet pit fan. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is check my Twitter feed for more than three uh-uh, minutes, and uh-uh. you'll know that that's I a lot. I checked the tape. As soon as I came in, I heard it playing. Kenny Pickett. I love Kenny Pickett. I think he's the guy that we need to get in. I think he's the guy that can answer all of our problems. I heard you, Wes. I heard you. Don't think I didn't know. I heard you, baby. <laughs> I don't even have to plead the fifth on that one because everyone knows that that's just erroneous. Erroneous on all I don't. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-mm. Not you. Not you. Hell to pit. Listen, I got to be careful, all right? Uh-huh. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who listen to this show that are pit fans. There's a lot of people that we work with that are pit people. You know, they might even share a facility with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, a lot of the Steelers employees went to pit as well, too, all right? Everybody knows that I dislike that university located in the Oakland district of <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But you know what, Arthur? Most don't, you ain't going to get me fined today. Okay, okay, okay. I was just checking, man. Just checking. <laughs> Number two for me. What is Matt Canada's offense? Ooh. How Ooh. much How much of what we saw last year was Matt Ooh. Canada? How much of what we saw last year was Ben Roethlisberger Ooh. having autonomy and just the ability to do what he wants? Mozi, we have heard from both sides of those camps, right? You know, most recently, Mason Rudolph was doing an interview uh, on the Jim Rome show a few weeks ago, and he said something along those lines of, you know, that was just kind of Ben's offense. But there's also been other people that have, have said that there was a lot, not a lot, but there were certainly concepts in there that were Matt Canada's as well, too. Right. So what is Matt Canada's offense? How exactly does he want to operate at this level with what he has now and Mitch Trubisky and what will be around him? Balancing that running and passing attack, can it be effective? Some of the things, the quirks, the right. gimmicks, whatever you want to label it as, um, that he obviously the wrinkles he wants to add to this offense. Yeah. What is that? How effective is it? How does it work with the personnel that the Steelers have? There's a, just a lot of questions there. Soon those questions will become answers, but there's a lot of questions there. There's a lot of unknown. But you, you don't share that same hopeless optimism that you do with all your positions that you talk about where you're like, oh, this guy's going to take a second-year jump. This guy's going to take a second-year jump. Everybody takes a second-year jump in Pittsburgh, only in Pittsburgh, by the way. Everybody doesn't take second-year jumps everywhere else. But with they Matt don't? Canada, he doesn't get that benefit of the doubt of a second-year jump because we've heard that ad nauseum as well. When you talk about Najee, when people talk about Najee, we anticipate a second-year jump. We talk about Pat Frymouth, we'll say second-year jump. Dan Moore, second-year jump. Does Matt Canada fall into that second-year jump category? Here's what I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on. Okay. And maybe this is this is kind of a yes to your to your question there. The offense. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Has to be better this year. Why? It, the offensive line is better. Najee Harris should be better. You and I both agree the quarterback play 
should be better. Not in the fourth quarter when Ben Roethlisberger would would pull just you know miraculous so comeback victories out of his head. Then? It will be better for the major, majority of the season. So, so you might not have to have a miraculous fourth quarter comeback if you've got a ten point lead when the third quarter ends, and you've got an elite defense who so, knows so, how to go get after the quarterback. But you believe that these quarterbacks that we currently have are good enough to get you the ten point lead? As a function of the offense, yes. Elaborate. Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo can get their team's 10-point leads, can't they? Which quarterback on our roster is Ryan Tannehill? Which quarterback on our roster is Jimmy G? Mitch Trubisky, I think, could be in that stratosphere. That's a lot of speculation right there, though. Wouldn't you think? Uh, It is. But, okay. Getting back to... I'm with you, though. Go ahead. Yeah. The offense was like, we don't have to sugarcoat this. The offense was not good last year. I would agree. Not good is, is probably a compliment. They couldn't run the ball. <laughs> they couldn't throw the ball deep. Yeah. They had issues moving the sticks. I mean, what else did I miss there? I anything say, left, really? ball, ball security was good, at least. Ball security was good. There we go. There we go. Ball security was good. <laughs> I will give him the benefit of the doubt in the sense that I think the personnel will be a little bit better. Yeah. And I think the in, in turn there, the offense should be a little bit more well-rounded. I mean... We started what four rookies on offense last year. That's I know. that's tough I know. to do. That's tough when you have a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback who's yeah. a Hall of Famer. And again, like I can give all the prefaces. This is right. not an insult to Ben Roethlisberger at, at, at all. Every quarterback besides Thomas Edward Patrick Brady or whatever the heck his full government name is mm-hmm. that I always hear everyone using now. Every quarterback has had their limitations at age thirty-nine. How did, I mean, look at what it looked like for Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and all these other guys, right? That's not an insult to Ben. That's just reality. When you have four rookies on the offense, when you can't run the football and you have Ben Roethlisberger's limitations, yeah. it, it's got to be better this season. That's the benefit that I'll give Matt Canada. And if it's not Arthur right. Motes, there might be some vacancies on that side of the football come next yeah, offseason. Because for me, man, it's like as much as we got on Ben last year, the one constant is what you brought up. Situational ball, end of the half. Fourth quarter, you knew what he was going to do, and he did deliver that area consistently. And that's something that we have not seen from Mitch Trubisky. We have not seen that from Mason Rudolph. We have not seen that from Dwayne Haskins. So to just throw their names in a Ryan Tannehill or a Jimmy G category, I'm just like, I don't agree with that because I think that Mitch is closer to Miami Tannehill than anything, Hmm. and we didn't like Miami Tannehill. We like Tennessee Tannehill, but even he has his limitations. Jimmy G has taken his team to a Super Bowl and to an NFC Championship game. We haven't seen either one of those quarterbacks come close to that. And even when we talk about his limitations, it's like his limitations are there, but the consistency has also been there for Jimmy G, something that we can't always hang our hat on with Mitch or Mason or Haskins. So that's the only reason why I wasn't as you know optimistic about this, you know, outlook being a little bit more positive with the QBs and stuff like that, but that could change. And I'm hoping that it does. I want to be completely wrong in this scenario. The mobility element is an interesting wild yes. card in this, too, and how right. that relates to Matt Canada's offense. No, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. But you could even make a case that Tannehill is still a little as a more mobile version than Mitch as well, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I, and this is a need. That's why it is talked about, and that's why we're able to actually have this in-depth conversation about right. the OC and right. what that offense will look like and why we could or could not be optimistic about it. That's the reality of it. But for me, man, the uh, the second thing that I view as the team's biggest need is wide receiver. Because I look at Deontay, I look at Chase Claypool. I say both of these guys are good, but last year they were both inconsistent at times. Both of these guys throughout their first couple of years in the league has been a mixed bag. Early on, 
with Chase, you're like, man, he's exceeding our expectations. Second year jump, which we were expecting, it didn't exceed our expectations. It kind of left us underwhelmed. When I think of Deontay, yes, this past season was his best year. And granted, even with that, we still feel a little, you know, let down with how his end of the year performance went in the postseason. But at the same time, that was his first year really putting it together like that. Because we forget about how a year prior to that, mm-hmm. he got taken out of that Bills game because he mentally could not mm-hmm. overcome the drops. Huh? So this narrative that he's already ready to go, to me, I'm still a little bit skeptical because we have not seen a large body of work from him where he's consistently performed at a high level, consistently mentally been where he's needed to be. I mean, the fact that we were applauding him for, hey, when he had drops, he didn't shut it down. I don't want to be applauding that for my wide receivers. Agreed. I want to applaud my wide receivers for scoring touchdowns and putting up big numbers. Making big catches. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't that's kinda of like when you say, Hey, my child didn't get in trouble in school today. Yeah, baby, yeah. It's like, no, I shouldn't have to worry about you getting in school today or getting in trouble in school today. That should be a given. You should know how to do that. I want to applaud you for doing great on your tests, doing great on your quizzes. And at times with Deontay, we just did not get that all the way. So when I look at this wide receiver room, I mean, that's that dad in me, bro. You, that was you, your Chris Rock moment right on, there. Come on, man. Come on now. It's I the, raised my kids. <laughs> you're supposed to. What, do you want a cookie? Like, seriously, like, I, I don't want to <laughs> applaud you for that. Like, that's what we were doing, though, at times. It was like, hey, even though Deontay was playing bad, at least he didn't go in the tank. Oh, even though Deontay had a drop, at least he didn't. Like, no, I don't want to have to go there. I want to applaud him more so for when he makes the big plays. And yes. we know he has that potential to do it at a higher level. But we just haven't seen it consistently enough. So when I'm looking at that room, I'm saying, man, I still feel like we're missing a piece because you don't have that third receiver. And we know in today's NFL, the third receiver is a starter. It's kind of like a slack corner. Those guys are going to be out there 50, 60 percent of the time, bare minimum. So I do feel like we need to address that. So that's why I have wide receiver as the number two need. I think that's fair for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Big drum roll for number uh, one for me. <laughs> That was like a gunshot at the end. I thought it was going to be a simple, my bad. Can this Steelers defense be truly elite? Oh. Like 2019 oh. level elite. I like how you elite. told me you was going to give me a defense at the end. and like you, you, That doesn't make me feel better. You think that makes me feel better? That doesn't make me feel better. Well, if the answer to that question is yes, uh-huh. it makes me feel really good that this, this is going to be a, a fine season for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. No, they're probably not going to win a Super Bowl, but they're going to have a chance to win nine, ten games again. They're going to be in the hunt for a playoff spot, maybe even for a divisional title down the stretch. If this defense is, and that's the key word, truly elite, mm. because we know they have elite talent. We can right. sit here and we can talk about Cam Hayward. We can talk about TJ Wall. We can talk about Minka Fitzpatrick all day. We can talk about how uh, in the secondary, you know, we've, we've got, we feel good about Levi Wallace, some of these additions. We feel good about Miles Jack, right? But what's up with Stephon it? What's up with Tyson Alualu? How much are you going to get from those guys? That Then in turn, what's the depth like on the defensive line, the ability to keep those guys fresh? Mm-hmm. Is the middle of the football field truly going to be fixed with Miles Jack? Is he going to be a magic eraser there in the middle to all their problems? Is Devin Bush going to at least find a level? You know, maybe not live up to the top 10 pick billing, but show that he belongs in the National Football League? Can Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, have more splash like we saw earlier in his Steelers career before teams started to really game plan around him. Can he get back to still finding ways to to impact the game week in and week out? If the Steelers defense can be truly elite, it's going to be a fun season. They're, they're going to play, be playing meaningful games, and, and there's going to be big five-star matchups. 
If the Steelers' defense is just good, though, we 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 might be in for another one of those back and forth type years where it looks good some weeks and other weeks it's it's not so pretty. How would you have viewed them last year? Would you have called them elite last year? No, or just I would have, I, you you cannot be dead last in stopping the run and being elite defense in because the you know that was always, because I, I just think like that was a sentiment that we'd always talk about last year, right? They're Maybe great not getting after you, the quarterback. Yeah, people would say, "Oh man, we got a great defense," and I'm just like. It no. didn't feel great at times. Great at getting after the quarterback, yeah. and they did a good job of limiting big-time playmakers. Yeah. Like the, the 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 stud tight ends that they played against, some of the stud wide receivers, they did a good job of getting after the quarterback, and they did a good job at, at limiting some of the playmakers. But I'm sorry. I, I don't need to – there's nothing else. If you finish dead last in rush defense, you are not an elite defense. Fair enough. Point, right? I mean, is no, that I, fair? I agree Point blank, 100%. period. I, and, and now so I just wanted to hear it from you because I feel like if I said then I'm like, I don't want to be like the negative person, the hater. No, but it's I was not. just like, I'd never felt you like could, they, they, they the were elite last year. Yeah. Like, they did good. They they did have a lot of splash at right. times when they needed it. I mean, the defense, and they would create the turnovers Seattle, the and Seattle like game, that. Yeah. right? Like they, the defense won them some games, the Buffalo Bills but, game. But even going back to that Seattle game, was that not a microcosm of the Steelers defense? A, a they, zillion they start, yards on the ground. Started hot. Yes. Got got. <laughs> torched on the ground you have Geno looking great at times and then they come up with the big play in the in the uh in overtime to make us forget about it all yep that's it's the like, Steelers defense it was like man that that's not elite and that's not elite yeah that's good it's good that's not elite if this Steelers defense if Tua returns to form if mm-hmm. uh, if Alu Alu is what we've seen before if Miles Jack is the answer in the middle of that football field if Alex Highsmith gets just a little bit better if if you you pair whoever it is next to to Minka and that relationship ends up working out whether it's Edmonds coming back or somebody else this is an elite defense this team could win 10 or 11 games yeah certainly maybe <laughs> we'll stay we'll stay with 10 or 11 games but that's the uh, the truly elite part. I know they're going to be good, but are they going to be top five, top three? If they are, the Steelers have have a chance to have a very good year. Okay, now I like that. I like your mindset with that. So for me, man, the number one area that I think you know is a need for the Steelers, I look at the strong safety position. Because I do agree with everything you said about the defense. And even though we feel confident in some of the areas, that right now is our biggest hole. Because Devin Bush, worst case, is still I like more than what we have at strong safety, whether you're talking Carl Joseph or Trey Norwood. Now, if you're bringing a guy in, that's one thing. But as it stands today, we have not. And when I think of the inside linebackers, I'm like, Miles Jack, he's still him and Devin should still be formidable. They should still get it done. If Devin can tap into where we think he's capable of playing that, well, now you have a really, really good unit. Yeah. Everywhere else across the board, I'm like, even O-line, you revamped it. My biggest concern with them is how do you put the pieces to the puzzle in? Because we do have some, you know, tweeners, guys that play both positions. But as a whole, that strong safety position to me is the biggest area of need right now. Because as great as Mika played last year and the previous years, he's done it with an, uh, another good player next to him in Terrell Edmonds. A guy that when you trust him, you're allowed, in terms of Mika, you're allowed to be more aggressive. You're allowed to jump routes like how we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. But without a guy like that, without a, a, a legit strong safety across from Minka, is going to limit him, which in turn limits this defense. And then that goes back to what you were saying in terms of can this defense be elite? If you don't address that strong safety position adequately, then no, this defense can't be elite because you're going to have Minka not being able to do what he wants to do. You're going to have, you know, this 
defense as a whole, guys being yep. a little bit more stressed Absolutely. out than they would like to because you're not going to have that piece to the puzzle. That ability to just do your job. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So that's why for me, man, I left with strong safety. I, I like it. Yeah, man. And, and like I said, man, let us know more people in the chat as well, man, what your thoughts are in terms of the three biggest areas of need for the Pittsburgh Steelers as it pertains to you know, to this team, whether you're talking position groups, whether you're talking offense, defense as a whole, special teams is also is included in this thing. I did see we had one tweet that just came, and I want to hit this before we go to yep. break um, from Buddha 71 if you want to get that real quick. Yeah, sure. So his third concern, the offensive coordinator. Still need to see. Number two, defensive line. What's up with to it? Where uh, And will he pick up where he left off if he is back? And then number one, wide receiver. I don't think we have a number one, Deontay Johnson, not a lot of confidence there with the drops. Now he brings up some good points right there, man. That's a lot of those things are similar to what we were talking about. And, and the to it part is the wild card, right? That, because that's part of that elite equation as well, too, yeah. certainly. And I I looked at this exercise as he's still on the roster, so that's why I included him, and mm-hmm. that's why I did not have D line as one of my bigger positions of need. But if to it is not available, that is a game changer. I'm just operating under the you know under the 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 knowledge that he is still under contract and. Kevin Colbert hasn't said Believing anything about what's him. Been said right. about how he he's you know I believe the exact line was expressed a desire to play in 2022. Yeah, so I'm like as long as that's still the narrative, I feel like I still would like to roll with him in that vein as I think about him. But yeah, I mean, boot is right on mark with you, man. In terms of the OC situation, mm-hmm. we still need to see it. You just there's just a lot of questions there, and you know we go we we're gonna find out. We're going we we to talk about it, though, before we, gonna, we get we're gonna there. We're going to learn. we definitely going to find out. we definitely going to do that. But when we come back, because we are going to go to break here, we will be hearing from Terrence Garvin. Oh, yeah. Former Pittsburgh Steelers, former West Virginia Mountaineers. Let's go, Ayers. You know, we're going to have to ask him some of these questions as well, see what he thinks about, you know, these biggest concerns. And also, these new additions. We haven't talked to him since we brought in Mitch Trubisky or Miles Jack. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to hear from him for that. But as you already know, this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why s Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, s Bank is here to help. Learn how s Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.